This next Mishnah is the shortest that I've ever seen and probably the strangest, which makes me love it even the more because that just shows you, as Hasidus teaches, the deepest, deepest secrets of Torah, the deepest mysteries of the universe and revelations of God are in the things that in Torah that seem to make the least sense. So the Mishnah says, Immediately. Miyad means immediately, like in modern Hebrew, miyad, immediately, meaning immediately after the ceremony on the seventh day of Hoshana Rabbah, after doing seven hakafes, circling the altar seven times. So we know that after that, there's no longer a mitzvah to do of Lulav and Esrog. <clears throat> the last time you do Lulav and Esrog, the four species, is on Hoshana Rabbah by Halal, whatever, but when you're done with that old ceremony, we're done. You don't need them anymore. So the Mishnah says immediately after beating the willows, after that whole ceremony that we said until now, and the children undo their lulavs, meaning that they're no longer tied anymore, which by the way, there is a custom, a, a mystical custom to undo one's lulav before halal, to let the, let the princess out, all different ideas, but they undo their lulavs, and they eat their esrogim. That's the Mishnah. Like I said, very strange. So the fact that they're able to undo their lulavs, meaning that they could use it for whatever I guess they would want to use it for, and they could eat their estrogim. And the commentators explain the reason that only children would do that, because for the adults, <clears throat> you're not allowed to eat the esrog on the seventh day, because since there's a din of muktzah, that once something is muktzah, set aside, we know muktzah from Shabbos, things they're not allowed to, they're set aside from being touched. But there's something called muktzah it's muktzah for its mitzvah, that when you have an object that's set aside and designated, to be used for mitzvah, one is not supposed to use for anything else. So therefore, the adults on the seventh day were not able to eat their esrogs yet. They'd have to wait till Sukkot was over completely. Because there's a law called that because the objects were muktzah, were designated for mitzvah, for part of the day, therefore for adults, they would, it would be muktzah. They couldn't eat the esrog. They couldn't use the love of an esrog for the entire day of Shana And you could only make esrog... Jam, as is the custom for many, only after Sukkot is completely over, but children that are not obligated in mitzvahs, and therefore the children could eat their esrogs immediately. They could have them eat their esrogs right away. This was the explanation in the Mishnah according to Toisvis. Rashi, on the other hand, has a completely different explanation than the Mishnah. He learns the first word, miyad, not as immediately, but miyad could also mean in Hebrew from the hands of. So Rashi reads the Mishnah, from the hands of the children, miyata tunaikus, they would grab the lulavs and eat their esrogs, meaning that the adults on the seventh day would grab the lulav and the esrogs from the hands of the children and eat them. Meaning like they would steal the kids' lulavs and esrogs. And Rashi says, why is that not a problem of stealing, of gzela? And even though seemingly they're only children, but Darke Sholem, the sages instituted that even what the Torah says, you can't, that you're, so to speak, not completely forbidden to steal from children. You're not supposed to, but it's not really us, sir, but the sages completely forbade it. So Rashi's like, says, why is that not a problem? That in the temple they would have this weird custom of grabbing the kids' lulav and esrogs out of their hands and start Chow, chowing down on them. So Rashi says, because because it was part of the Simcha, it was Meshum Simcha Sachag. They were trying to like be joyous, I guess like in Mardi Gras or the bullfight in Spain. Like it was some kind of like 
holiday festival festivity that everyone would grab and steal lulavs and esrigs out of the kids' hands. It was like part of the fun to like do that type of thing. And interestingly, the Tosfos says that based on Rashi's explanation of the Mishnah, this could explain the custom. And I was shocked when I saw this because I didn't know that jousting was a Jewish sport. But Tosfos says that now we understand that those that in honor of a groom, when they want to celebrate a marriage, they'll have these competitions where people will plow their horses into each other and tear each other's clothing off and you're damaging somebody else's clothing and somebody else's horse, but because it's simcha, it's part of the fun, part of the joy, part of what was agreed on for the festivities, so therefore you're not going to be financially obligated. Which just shows you that even in the times of Chazal, they understood that even though there are the laws of financial obligation or responsibility, but when people decide that this is going to be the game they're going to play or the way they're going to celebrate, if it's agreed upon by the community, that's considered perfectly mutter, permissible.